Anticipate Media proudly presents another episode of the Neat Creative Brief Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Paul Antico, your host for the Neat Creative Brief, and this is episode five for December 14th, 2015. I know I just released an episode, but you have more to say. I'm going to talk briefly today about the A7S2, the Sony FS5, and the A7R2 and how they interrelate and work together. I have not tried the FS5, but I do have the A7R2, the Atomos Shogun for recording long takes off of the A7R2 uh, without having to worry about overheating. And I also have the RX100 Mark IV, which can do the same. And of course, the Sony FS7. It's a Sony family, folks, although I do use Canon lenses and EF mount Rokinon lenses, mostly. Um, I was intrigued by the FS5 when it came out. My friend Mick was one of the first people in the world to test the camera, uh, Mick Jones, at Filthy Look Films, and Dan Lenny. Uh, I forget what his company's called, but they're in Australia now. And they did the launch film for the FS5. And you can watch that on Sony's site. Uh, I'm not going to get into all the details about the FS5, except that it's a baby FS7 in size, uses the same sensor. But compared to the FS7, it's relatively crippled because it uses the same 100 megabit, essentially, the same 100 megabit codec as the uh, A7 uh, mirrorless cameras for 4K. Uh, Listen to the previous episode I just released to talk about bit rate and 4K and so forth. The equivalent bit rate you would want to equal broadcast quality HD 50 megabit for 4K would be a minimum of 200 megabit given the same encoding process, H.264, which is what XAVC is underneath. I bet you didn't all know that, but it is. The reason AVC HD looks so bad is it's a low bit rate codec. It's half that 24 megabits uh, if you're lucky, and sometimes it's 17 and it also maxes out at 420, whereas XABIT, whereas XAVCS, I'm sorry, XAVCI can go 10 bit 422. That's the other thing, the FS7 gives you 10 bit 422. But the main difference here is the uh, bit rate, which is much, much higher 240 megabits, I believe, on the FS7 and 10 bit and 422 versus 8 bit 420 at only 100 megabits on the FS5 and the A7R2 and the A7S2. So just having that sensor in there from the AFS7 doesn't mean you're going to get the same quality as you get on the FS7 and the FS5 because the compression engine is completely different. The FS5 also seems to lack the FS7's computational engine, which itself is slow but it is the approximate of the F5s, um, with the exception of maybe one video output bus different. In other words, they basically do the same thing. You have Cine EI, Cinema Lock Mode, essentially, on the uh, FS7, F5, F55, and you have Custom, which you can use S-Log, and uh, a, a slightly different color gamut. I believe it's a Rec. 709 color gamut, but you can get the same dynamic range uh, in S-Log3 or S-Log2 
in custom mode and you get the benefit of in-camera noise reduction. The net result of this is the FS7 can record fairly cleanly up to about ISO 6400 and very clean at 3200. And frankly, in a pinch, you can push it to 12,000 uh, if you have like a you know, good wide open lens and get a really good shot in the dark. It's, it's very good. It's very good. The uh, A7R2 is noisier by, it seems, about a stop. The A7S2 is better by about a stop than the FS7, and it's two to three stops better than the A7R2, given the same lens and everything. You start throwing speed boosters on here to kind of negate the handicap, and of course you're changing the game. But I thought that the FS5 would have the same quality as custom in the FS7. That does not seem to be the case. I am surprised. Tests by our friend Dan Chung at NewsShooter.com, which is probably the most incredible news site uh, these days for anything relating to practical professional shooters who actually shoot day in, day out in the field. Highly recommend it. And he is the news shooter on uh, Twitter. And tests by other people. There's one recent one by Evan... Um, Evan Bursier, I hope I'm saying that right. He did a, a lovely little short about someone dancing uh, at, at sunset um, to test the FS5 for Lens Pro to go. The problem is it looks, uh, not his film filming style or the color or anything, but the noise looks horrible. ISO 6400 is virtually unusable. Um, it is unusable, I think, uh, without noise reduction. Put some neat noise reduction on there and you're good to go. I'll get back to that in a second. ISO 3200 is still extremely noisy and that had better um, light. It's just bad. Um, even if you download the original in uh, 1080, uh, it's it's bad. It's bad. I was surprised. Uh, Dan Chung's recent test against the A7S II shows that the FS5 can't even come close. It is really really messy and i was again very surprised by this it is um and i'll link to this in the show notes 6400 iso and the fs5 compared to the a7s is no con a7s2 is no contest but um it's farther off than i expected uh given the fs7 can be pretty clean i mean there's a little grain but it's very nice in 6400 i've shot in it it's 6400 without a problem the a7r2 6400 is about the max you want to go, but again, you can shoot no problem. And if you put a speed booster on there and, uh, you know, gain a stop on your lens, so your F4 becomes an F28 or your F28 becomes a 1.4 or whatnot, um, you can shoot at ISO um, 3200 and get the 6400 equivalent on the A7S. Um, it, it, it's very, very um, impressive, uh, especially given the fact that there's a 42 megapixel sensor. The FS7, again, through tests through Dan Chung at New Shooter, seems to be cleaner, maybe a half stop or a stop than the A7R2. And again, this is all in Super 35 mode for the A7R2 because full frame is a disaster once you get past like ISO 400. So they're ballparky, the FS7 being the best, the A7R2 being slightly worse. The A7S2 being better than all of them, and the FS5 being, it seems, at the bottom of the pack. So why is this? Why does a camera with the same exact sensor as the FS7 and F5 not perform 
like the F7 and F5? I don't know. I really don't know. I can't explain it. But from everything I've seen, there's a different processing engine. Electronics are different in the FS5. It looks like maybe it uses a similar uh, Bion's X processor as in the uh, A7 series. I, I really don't understand it, though, because if that was the case, the Super 35 crop um, that you get on the A7R2, uh, which is a different sensor, of course, but it, it, it looks a lot nicer. So, I, frankly, I don't get it. But it turned me off from this camera. It really turned me off. The images are not that good in low light. And for the kind of camera, the documentarian that you use this for, um, the, the purpose that you use this camera for, uh, you could be in a pinch. Now, now, that's not to say you can't get good, um, decent performance out of it. Again, new shooter, Dan Chung, he has this great coverage of an uh, anti-war demonstration uh, in London recently. Um, find him under Dan Chung and Vimeo. He shot at 3200 at f1.8, which allowed enough lens uh, light to come into the lens. He also shot in Cine Gamma 4 and not uh, in S-Log because that's a noisy mess, uh, S-Log 3 especially, in low light. And you know what? It looks really damn good. So you can shoot an ISO 3200 in a Cine profile. The FS7, though, I can shoot S-Log 2, S-Log 3 even, in a Cine profile up to ISO 6400, and it looks good. 3200 is very clean in S-Log. And if you go uh, like Cine uh, Gamma 4, you can probably shoot that up to 12,800 and make it work, um, even for broadcast. It's not bad at all. It is a good, good low-light camera. Not quite as good as a C300, probably about the same or a little better than the C300 Mark II. And, of course, uh, the A7S II blows them all away. So I like to match my cameras. I like to shoot S-Log. Um, on the FS7 whenever I can uh, when I need a high dynamic range. I like to shoot S-Log on the A7R2 and the A7S, A7S2 whenever I can to get that wide dynamic range. You have to be much careful, much more careful about your, um, your exposure in S-Log on the uh, A7 series because you're dealing with 8 bits. But the answer to that typically is I overexpose by a stop or two and that kind of controls all the noise. You lose a stop, a dynamic range there, kind of bringing you to about 12 and a half uh, stops thereabouts. But it uh, certainly looks great. And, of course, the FS7 is in another league there. But uh, making the match is not difficult. I mean, the bottom line is you can make the match and not a single soul is going to notice as long as you expose correctly on the A7 series. And, frankly, the FS5 and you light, give it enough light, you can match them up. Why buy the FS5? You get the variable ND. You get XLRs on the, the, the machine. It's an incredibly small, lightweight um, camera that you can throw on a gimbal. It's an incredibly good HD camera because you get 422 10-bit in HD at a high bit rate. And um, it's ergonomically very, very well made for a handheld camera compared to the FS7, which isn't really made for hand-holding. You have to kind of put a cage around it. You also can run two to four hours on a battery, two to three hours on one single battery. It's not going to overheat on you either. The, FS, the A7S, and the A, which looks 
frankly, a lot nicer because of the uh, low noise, high light ratio and the full frame look. But you can get uh, on the other cameras with the speed booster, but I digress. And the A7R2, um, you're lucky to get 30 minutes before those shut off and anything can, close to warm weather. The A7R2 is even a little worse than the A7S2. If you want to get long recording times, and I have tested this, you can attach a Shogun or a Ninja Assassin to from Atomos or um, an Odyssey 7Q or any kind of Pix, e, any one of these recorders. Uh, trigger it on the recorder and let it run, and I have tested you can get well over an hour basically until the battery dies on the uh, A7 series, and then you can continue for another hour. It does not overheat. It gets warm. Does not overheat. Uh, same is said, by the way, for the RX100 Mark IV. That camera overheats in like three minutes if you're recording internally. If you're recording externally, 45 minutes to an hour, it will not overheat if you're going out to the Shogun. Again, triggering on the Shogun and not in the camera. This means, practically speaking, if you only have enough money in your shoot budget or, or in your budget to afford an FS7, and you want to use an A7R2 or A7S2 as your B camera, you can do it. Attach a big-ass USB um, power pack that they sell everywhere now. I have an anchor. Um, I think it's, uh, it's like 15,000 milli, uh, milliamp hour battery that could power the um, A7R2 for like three hours, three to four hours, I believe. I have that. Um, you can attach that, or if you want to get crazy, just keep taking out batteries every hour. Uh, attach the Shogun, uh, NPF 975 will give you about three hours of battery life on that, and just let it rock. You're good to go. It is another amazing-looking 4K camera that will match the color, um, look, and style of your uh, FS7. FS5 will last all day, too. There's no problem with that. But it's noisy. Um, so I'm torn. I, I was about to purchase an FS5 as a B cam for run and gun because I find the FS7 is a shoulder cam really. And, um, it's, uh, you can certainly run and gun with it. You can take it, you know, you can kind of swing the arm back behind you or take it off in a pinch. Um, I have the shape arm, uh, adapter now that makes things a lot easier to swing around at different angles and kind of get it out of the way. Or, um, if you want to take it off, take it off. So you can do that, but it's a few more pieces you got to take off, and you got to move the loop, and you know, you know, it's a bunch of like shit you're gonna move, and the, the handle doesn't come off easy. You got to unscrews and all this. It's it's not easy to just run around with it like the C100, C300, and frankly the FS5. A great, 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 great run and gun camera for that purpose. But you have to be cognizant of what you can shoot. It is not going to get you the same cinematic quality image as the FS7 in low light. And frankly, not as good as the A7R2 even in low light. It's just not going to get you there. So um, I'm torn. I know some people that own both. Joe Simon is one. Great, great filmmaker. Um, I'd like to hear uh, their thoughts. Practically speaking, if you know what you're doing, you can shoot up to 3200 ISO. Um, on the uh, A7R2. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, on the FS5, and you're you're good to go. A7R2, you can shoot up to 6400 ISO, no problem. FS7, same thing. They're all in this ballpark of maximum 
reasonable uh, usage of 6,400 ISO, uh, 3,200 to 6,400 ISO. What if you need to go higher? Buy an A7S II. Okay, what if you need to go higher and you don't want to buy or can't afford to buy that? Neat Video 4, new release just came out, is incredible. It does an incredibly good job. It's a plugin for Premiere, Final Cut Pro 10, and also um, Resolve that um, does an amazingly good job at removing noise. It's amazing. It's also quite fast. The latest version on a Mac Pro, a new Mac Pro, which is now really two-year-old Mac Pro, but it's the only uh, machine that you can buy from Apple anyway that has two GPUs, and any Mac Pro that you put multiple GPUs in, it will use them. And it will balance out your CPUs versus your GPUs, and it will run really fast. Still takes a lot of time. You're going to wait. And you can't run it in real time on your on your timeline. Um, but uh, neat video version 4 has a neat little switch where you can just say, don't render in timeline. Let it run, and then at the end of it, go back into the, uh, the plug-in, click one box saying, okay, render, and it will render. Um, so you don't have to keep enabling and disabling uh, like a better performance mode and so forth. It will just kind of smartly shut itself on and off on the flick of a switch in the software, which version 3 didn't do. Makes it usable for an edit. Makes it, you know, bearable. But you're going to have to wait for that render and anytime you want to see a frame and see how it goes. And it's best to keep it clean in camera, especially if you're passing this shit off to clients or other editors. You don't want to have to mess around with a bunch of noise and massaging the image and all this crap. So FS5 for me, Probably not. Um, yeah, it's a little bit more clunky to uh, you know add a bigger battery onto the A7R2 and uh, uh, or Shogun if you want to get long recording times past like 10 minutes here or there or if it's warm out or whatever. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but it looks better. And I can flip it, flip it to stills mode and get these incredible 42 megapixel stills now with uncompressed raw, by the way, if you want that. And uh, it's pretty damn awesome. So, um, even for BTS stuff or whatever, it's nice to be able to click a really high quality still right there in the set before you start. Just click a button. Um, it's nice to have that option. And it is a viable B cam to FS7, extremely high quality image that comes within a stop or so of matching the FS7. Um, wouldn't use it for A cam because you've got that 8 bit limitation, but you do get 422 out the back if you push it to a Shogun. Or Ninja Assassin. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. B-cam. B-cam. What about run and gun with the FS7? Like I said, you can do it. You can strip it down to its bare minimum and uh, kind of, you know, you, you can reposition that handle if you want to. But mostly you're cradling it like a, like a, bo- like a shoebox on both sides of your hands. And kind of putting it against your body. And it's not as easy to do with the fs7 as it is the fs5 so i'd like to hear your thoughts on all of this you know is the fs5's ergonomics and battery and size and uh, ease of run and gun especially with that built-in quickly accessible variable nd is it worth it for run and gun can you use your fs7 for run and gun and just kind of throw it on your shoulder and manage when you have to uh, with your hands moving it up and down I think you can, depending on how you rig it up, how light you keep it out of the box. It's pretty, it's pretty light. You know, it's heavy, but it's not crazy. Or do you go with a cage and an A7S II, 
um, a7R2. If you're doing primarily video, I would recommend the a7S2 because it's just better. Um, uh, but if you don't, that's only if you don't want stills or you don't care about stills. There's one area where the a7R2 beats the a7S2, and that is in the autofocus. It's completely usable um, with um, Sony native uh, E-mount lenses on the a7R2 because you have that um, that um, those special focus points built into the sensor. You do not get that in the a7S2. Its autofocus is virtually unusable. So think about that if you're on a gimbal or so forth. Um, the FS5 is somewhere in between. It does have better autofocus, usable autofocus, over the FS7, but it's not quite as good as the a7R2. It's like in between. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on which camera's best for running gun documentary? I'm not talking about drama. FS7 is great for that. I'm not talking about narrative. FS7 is great for that. Um, you can use the other cameras on like a Shogun and kind of rig it up and mount it up and make those cameras good for that too. I'm talking about grab a camera and go and run with it. Just as an aside, last year I had the A7S with a Shogun mounted to the top. That's it. And I ran around with that and filmed a little uh, thing in extremely low light conditions called a spectrum of lights, which I'll put in the show notes. It was a little unwieldy, a little bit, but it was usable. It was completely usable. And that huge screen with the waveform and and the peaking um, was really, that seven inch screen on the Shogun really made using the camera far more enjoyable. And it was, you know, it was, it was, it was good. Um, so it, it's not that small. It's not that big of a package, even when you just slap the Shogun on the top. It's usable because the Shogun, while it's not made of metal, the benefit is it's very light. So, um, you know, and you're not dealing with a, a crappy little screen. Of course, if you're in the sunlight, that changes the game completely and uh, you have to look into the viewfinder, but you can do that. So trade-offs, 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 trade-offs. If you have an FS5, I'd love to hear from you, Paul, at anticipatemedia.com. If you have an FS7 and FS5, or if you've used both, I really want to hear your comments on on which one you think is better. And, uh, you know, if you have any other cameras where you run and gun and, and, and you can get a beautiful full-frame image with low noise and, and a log format that, you know, something else, maybe a black magic, whatever it is, if you have the experience between these kind of small little purse cameras and the bigger cameras and this new world of 4K acquisition, we're with today. I'd love to hear from you. If you're a documentarian, if you're into news, or you like to shoot uh, certain shots for drama that are, you know, handheld and raw and realistic, that is uh, usually what I'm going for um, with the small cameras anyway. So shoot me a note. Thanks for listening. Sorry this is a ramble. I know it's another uh, 5 to 10 minute brief turned into 25, but I'm trying to crank them up for you. And I'll talk to you soon. Quick shout outs at the end, by the way, to our friends at Vimeo and Zacuto. Great people. Rule Boston Camera, also um, not a sponsor. None of these people are sponsors, but they used to be, and they sponsor Go, Go Creative Show. So I got to give them a shout out because they are fantabulous to work with. Um, great people. And uh, they really do uh, enhance the whole um, um, filmmaking, uh, little mini filmmaking world here in Boston, the indie world. High Output is also uh, working with them now on lighting. They're great. I've seen their trucks at major Hollywood shoots in Massachusetts. Uh, good stuff. Again, nobody's paying me to say any of this, and uh, I don't need their money. Um, just their happiness and love and support. Uh, also, Go Creative Show, 
please subscribe. It is what the Neat Creative Podcast became, and it's much more intense uh, and in-depth with Hollywood um, you know, professionals who really want to listen to that. God, ben Consoli does an incredible job. They also cover the news a lot with our friends at News Shooter. Newshooter.com, of course. Eric Nazo, going to give him another shout-out because his site is really awesome. He's a great guy. Um, there's many more people I can give a shout out to, but I'm running out of time. So, um, just visit all those people. Just do me a favor and do it. Just fucking do it. All right. Thanks. Bye.